Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. But my friends, there's no such thing as financial freedom when the government takes all of your profits away from you. And uh, what's going on right now is that Joe Biden is running under a platform that basically says, I'm going to increase your taxes. But it's not just he's going to increase your taxes. If it were that simple, we'd go, all right, it's another Democrat. And then we'd say, okay, good, we're going to go from 28 back up to, uh, you know, or whatever the top is now, 42, or no, from 39 to 42 for the top end guys, guys like me. Uh, for the average guy, 28 goes up to 33 and, you know, so on and so forth. There's a, that's a tax increase. But that's not just what he's doing. What he's doing is eliminating all different types of tax abatement and or deferral plans that people use to tax plan for their retirement. And these types of moves are going to be horrific. A couple of the possibilities that he's talking about passing that I think are just one of the worst is that he's going to take all income and turn it into ordinary income. So that which used to be capital gains taxed at 25% to 28% would go up to the 33 to 42%. Uh, that which would be uh, deferred depreciation recapture, which is at 25%, would go back up to 33 to 42%, etc. And, of course, uh, I already brought up the capital gains. Um, and what's worst of all, all passive income right now is not subject to Social Security and Medicare taxes. Could, if they were all turned back into ordinary income, would be subject to Social Security and Medicare taxes. What you don't understand, what he is not going to explain to you, what you no way have enough intelligence and, and or understanding of the tax code to understand is 
that this could raise your taxes by 40 to 50% of where they're at right now. And that's not even including what it does to the state taxes. So I thought it was mandatory that we get someone here that's an expert in this field. And I brought an old friend of mine named Dan McCade, who is with Exchange Resource Group. Uh, they specialize in uh, nationwide qualified intermediaries, specializing in type 1031 tax deferred exchanges, including reversing construction exchanges, which I don't I know the reverse one. I don't even know what the construction one is because I've never done construction. But uh, welcome, Dan. Thank you. Good to talk with you again. Too much to get in one radio show. Where do you want to start? Wherever you're, you're comfortable. Um, well, give everybody. I'd like, a, I'd like to go ahead and just explain. Okay, go ahead. So, two major issues. Number one, uh, the elimination of Section 1031, and number two, the elimination of the step-up in basis. Those are, I think, the two things that would be um, of most importance to your listeners. Okay, now those are two I did not bring up specifically. I was leaving those in your wheelhouse, okay? So we will cover those. So, guys, everything I just mentioned to you was all this terrible stuff. These two weren't even mentioned. And so, Dan, I think you're going to have to explain to somebody just in the shortest terms possible, what does 1031 end up doing for somebody in their lifelong tax plan? Basically, what it allows them to do, Dell, is to grow their real estate portfolio without getting hit with a tax on their profit every time they do a transaction. What 1031's been doing for the last 99 years, I might point out, it was originally passed in 1921, is allowing an investor to uh, sell an existing property if they follow the procedures that are clearly set out in the statutes, purchase a new property, and defer, not avoid, but defer both the depreciation recapture, and the capital gains tax on that property. And so what it basically allows you to do is to play the game and pay the tax man at the end of the game, not at every move during the game. So that's essentially what Section 1031 requires you to do. It has very specific timelines and very specific uh, types of property you can purchase. It's always property that's held for trade, business, or investment. It always has to be completed within 180 days, and the individual is not allowed to hold the money that it's required to be held by a qualified intermediary, which is part of the function that we do. But basically, it allows you to play the game and wait till the end of the game before you pay the tax man versus paying them at every move during your life. So when I sell a property, because I went from single-family houses up to four-plexes or from four-plexes up to a 10-unit or, or from a 10-unit to a 100-unit or whatever, I, I'm growing my portfolio because you don't want to have 18,000 houses in, in your portfolio or you don't want 2,500 four-plexes. You want to get up to apartment complexes. So as I move, each move I make, if I were taxed, I would be giving away 25 to 28% of that capital left over from that transaction. Uh, well, you, to go into the next you, deal. Correct. You, you'd not only be doing that, but you would be required to um, pay, the, pay the depreciation recapture, which has been at 25% at each step along the way. So not only are you getting taxed on the profit in the form of a capital gain, you're also getting taxed on the depre- prior depreciation that you took on your old property at each step in the game. So it's a double whammy. So the longer you hold the property, that number could be it could be as high as fifty percent. Um, it, it 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 just varies on depending on how long you hold the property. Yeah. 
you get a 20, 27 and a half year lifespan on a property, if you held it all that time, then every penny you depreciated would be taxable at the 25% basis. Now, that, that sounds pretty onerous, but I think when you see what, what uh, candidate Biden has coming down the, the track, um, that starts to look pretty good. The, yeah. uh, the second thing that I wanted to touch bases on, um, again, is a step up in basis, and we'll get to that once we complete the 1031 issue. But I, I want understand. to point out, these are long-standing tax structures. Um, you'll, people like to call them loopholes. They're not loopholes. They're long-standing tax plans that were put into place basically to boost the housing industry and, and as you know all too well, better than I do, it has certainly done that. You're an example of it. Um, and now we're talking about completely reversing these long, these hundred-year-old long-standing processes. Yeah, there's really two things wrong with it when you look at it. One is the original intention was to stimulate the marketplace to sell and resell and resell real estate so that there were commissions for realtors, so that properties moved around and people that had smaller and expensive properties could sell to beginners, and it just stimulates the economy. And I've read countless articles about how much that is. I'm sure you probably could rattle off numbers. Getting rid of that stimulus could crush the real estate market. It could literally devastate the value of a piece of real estate when you take away part of its value, which is its tax deferability. Um, that's just not the right thing to do, right? And uh, when you go ahead and take away that tax deferability, that is a part of the value of that asset, and that makes that asset's value go down. So that's number one. Number two, it was also put in place and or has been used by massive percentage of U.S. citizens to create a retirement plan. To, re, to defer these taxes and build this equity till you get to some point where you can afford to retire. Whereas the 401k is not doing it, the government's Social Security isn't going to be there. If it is, it's still not enough, et cetera, et cetera. So they're pulling this rug out from underneath of millions of Americans that have massive net wealth inside of real estate, and they're dropping the value of all of their personal wealth and no longer allowing them to move forward with that plan. How do you see that? I see it as a disaster, quite frankly, for an individual investor. Um, people oftentimes think that this is just used by large investors or large companies for their benefit. But I can tell you, having been doing exchanges since 1977 as part of their practice a lot, that the vast, vast majority of these transactions that we do are for what I'll call Everyday Joe, people who who uh, bought a new house decided to hang on the old one and rent it out. Um, people who had a little extra cash and so they decided that the you know the the safest place to put it was in real estate. I'm an example of that. You're a bigger example of that. But the vast majority of the transactions that we do are people who own one, maybe two or three small properties and are simply moving up or moving uh, All right, Dan, we're going to have to take a break. They're pushing us out the back end, so we're going to come back after this break with uh, Dan McCabe and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is uh, Dan McCabe out of, uh, let's see, it's called Exchange Resource Group. We've been using them for many, many, many years, and um, they're a great group out of Colorado. They help people do 1031 exchanges, and they've been doing it for a very, very long period of time. The exchange itself been going on for 99 years, as Dan said, mentioned in the first segment. So, Dan, as we come back here now, we want to we want to talk to people about what this really means to them. The 1031 does that really mean anything to these people? I know all the other tax things I mentioned are absolute killers. But does a 1031 mean that much to the average person? To the average real estate investor, it means a lot. Um, there are basically four taxes that you are going to get hit with if you sell a piece of property. Number one, obviously, is the federal depreciation recapture. That's it. Right now, that's at 25%. Then you're going to get hit with the federal capital gains, and that's at 15 to 20%. And then, uh, I realize you live in Texas, Dell, but you're only one of five states that does not have a state uh, income tax, and thus a state capital gains tax. And those vary from uh, relatively low to over 13% uh, in the state of California. On average, about 5% across the nation. Colorado is 4.63. And then, last but not least, the net investment income tax, which we commonly would call the medical or the Obama uh, surcharge tax, of 3.8%. So there's four separate tax schemes that you're going to have to deal with at the time of a sale of a real estate asset uh, that is not your primary residence. Let me make that very clear. This only applies to property, health, or trade, business, or investment. And essentially, that whole scheme is going to get turned upside down. Man. So... um if that's the case, let's move on then and uh, talk about the stepped-up basis because that's another one that the average person probably has no idea about. I know when I teach, no one really understands it, and or at least let's put it this way: they don't they don't know about it. Once I explain it, even then, it's hard for them to understand how that really works and how beneficial that is for transference of wealth. It is a it is a huge wealth transference tool, and essentially, here's how it works. Let's assume for the sake of this argument that your parents bought a property um, 30 years ago and, and paid $30,000 for it. 
And uh, then at the date of death of, of your last parent, you inherit that property. And today it's worth $200,000. That's not terribly unrealistic in today's market. You then receive a basis of the fair market value of the property as of the date of death, which is the $200,000 figure. So if four years later you sell it for 300000 you simply have to pay the capital gains and depreciation recapture, et cetera, on that $100,000 that you made while you owned the property, not on what your parents made or what the property increased in value while your parents owned it. What the Biden plan proposes to do is to roll that back. And so you now then get the basis that your parents received, your parents had, which is probably zero, assuming they owned it for a long period of time because they completely depreciated it out. Now, the land may have some value, but the building can be depreciated down essentially to zero. So instead of looking at being taxed on the $100,000 profit that you made while you owned the property, you're going to be taxed on the $290,000 or more, possibly up to the $300,000 figure. Uh, so you're going to be taxed on what your parents made while they were alive or the increase in value that they enjoyed um, while they were alive. You're now going to be taxed on that. So a lot of investors, and you can deal from every day just like I do, that's a long-term estate planning tool is I want to leave these properties to my children uh, so that they can continue to enjoy the income um, and the and the uh, use of these of these assets and that's going to be turned again upside down by changing a long standing I can't even tell you how long step up and basis has been in the lock as long as I've been practicing it's been around um, and that's going to have a substantial change on the value of real estate when you inherit that property Dan um, do you inherit it at the basis does does it come out of the family or the uh, the parents' possession at the pro, at the basis they have, or does it come out at the basis the stepped up basis that you have when it comes to inheritance tax? What do you pay the inheritance tax on? It, it generally, uh, you're, you're gonna, I'm, I'm not an inheritance tax expert, and I would claim to be. I've, I haven't done that for a long, long time. But um, the inheritance tax normally would not be a huge factor because unless your parents were multimillionaires, you would fall within the exemption. So um, most properties would probably pass without a huge inheritance tax. Well, let's say it does, but let's talk about if it doesn't. What, Which number do you use to pay inheritance tax on or to qualify or not qualify for inheritance tax? Is it their number or your stepped-up basis number? No, it, it, it would be the fair market value as of the date of death. All right. So that, it is a stepped-up basis. Valuation listed for inheritance purposes. Correct. Okay. But gotcha. they've got the they've got that uh, the inheritance tax exemption up high enough now that most people, um, at least on the federal side, won't have. It. And of course, you realize it's very with each with each individual state slightly, but uh, the real the real hit is the, is the federal taxes. Okay. So, in your practice right now, what are you doing to? prepare for this, or are you just right now, you know, hoping that it doesn't get passed? What, what's your approach? Is there anything we can do? Oh, there's, there's a substantial amount 
uh, we can do. Let me let me point out that that this has been an issue uh, with prior, uh, I can be so bold to say, prior Democratic uh, administrations. Um, I've been president of the Federation of Exchange Accommodators, which is our nationwide trade group, and so I've been back to D.C. on more than one occasion and testified before Congress about uh, about exactly this. Um, we we. We've been successful in defeating it previously. Um, it hasn't been this strong. It's usually been an increase in the tax rate. Uh, the, the big difference that I see here is that what candidate Biden is attempting to do is put everything that we make into the adjusted gross income bucket, so to speak, and then tax that. So all of these things will flow into the adjusted gross income bucket and then substantially increase the adjustable gross income taxation and and thereby, you know, substantially increase um, the taxes for, for the average American. It has a secondary factor that I don't think we've considered, and that is, according to Bloomberg News, um, about a week ago, um, the Fed federal government now owns 30% of all the U.S. mortgages. Prior to COVID, that was a 21% figure. So it's jumped 9% in the last roughly... All right, hold that thought. Hold that thought. We're going to come back and we'll pick that one up when we get back. We'll be right back with uh, Dan McCabe and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show with me here today discussing the Biden tax plans, planned changes uh, if he were to get elected. Uh, it's Dan McCade. Dan is uh, with the Exchange Research Group out of Colorado, and they do 1031 exchanges, have done them for many years, and been working with Lifestyles for a long time. We really uh, respect what they've helped our members do. Now, as we went to break, he was bringing up a third problem. We already talked about the fact that the elimination of the 1031 is going to limit your ability to accumulate wealth and build your family's wealth. And then the stepped up in basis is going to eliminate your ability to pass your wealth on to your family after you die. He's bringing up a third problem, which is the fact that the government over the last two years, two to five years, has gone from a paltry little 10 or 11% of the total amount of mortgage debt out there to something like 36% this year. Am I getting that right there, Dan? Are we somewhere in the right numbers range? Real, real close, Bill. Um it's currently a 30, and they anticipate that by the end of the year it'll be a 34. So you're you're right there in the ballpark. 
And the, the unintended consequence here, or the, what I see as the real danger here, is that here the government is taking a bigger stake in the U.S. Uh, mortgage market, essentially, which is the housing market, and with, with one hand. And on the other hand, they're getting ready to take a step that everything I read says is going to have a drastic effect on the reduction of value of that market. So we, the taxpayers, are caught in the middle here uh, between the government taking a bigger position in something they're about to potentially devalue. And um, and so we all know in the end who pays, and it's the taxpayers. Uh, so those are, you know, those are very, very uh, real problems. Uh, another, I think, unanticipated uh, issue um, is that um, most of Virtually 90% of the properties we deal with are, are rentals. And I know you too, more than that, that you deal with. Um, and so that basically supplies workforce or affordable, is now the proper, I guess, the politically correct term, housing to folks. They're going, it appears to me that the, re, that the modifications of these laws are going to substantially reduce the pool of available uh, affordable workforce housing because. You know, uh, the average investor is not going to continue to play the game if he's going to get taxed every time he, he makes a move in the game. And so I anticipate that we will find that a number of these properties that are currently held as rentals, um, which are affordable to the workforce, quickly go on the market, which will probably be unaffordable to the workforce. And so it's not, it seems to me like I think the old terminology is we're shooting ourselves in the foot here. Well, when you add all those things together um, and look at it from a holistic point of view, uh, there's only one thing that can happen, that is the total destruction of value of real estate, because all real estate's based on its income, all income real estate, not what you're willing to pay for your home is because you're dumb enough, and I hate to say it on the radio, but you're dumb enough to pay too much. Uh, you put too much personal value in that personal home, but for an investment, I'm buying a piece of real estate because I'm going to earn 10, 20, 30 percent, whatever. And as they keep putting these restrictions on the income side of the real estate, they're pushing down the value of that real estate. So they're lowering the interest rates to try to make it more palatable so there'll still be cash flow. But the cash flows are still getting squeezed because more and more money's going into real estate. Now, if you go out there and you take away your profitability, and it's what you're really talking about, is if we could make X on an investment over a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year period of time, whatever the internal rate of return is, it's going to be half if you're giving away, like you said, if, you, if they take capital gains and recapture and turn it into ordinary income, that means it's got to go up to 33 to 42%. That's if they turn it into ordinary income, that's 15.23% capital gains. And if it's state taxed also, you're now into the 60% tax bracket. So if you were making a, you know, a palatable 10% return on your net life savings at risk, dealing with tenants, dealing with all these things, and they turn that into a four or five after taxes, internal rate of return, I don't think it's going to happen. I, don't, I think people are going to stop it. When they stop it, it's gonna, the values are going to crash, and then people are going to go broke. When people go broke, they're not going to pay their mortgages. When mortgages don't get paid, uh, the banks are going to go broke. The government's going to have to bail them all out, and you're going to have a Jimmy Carter world all over again. The world will be destroyed. Wow. And, Pretty nemmy. And you, <laughs> you and I are old enough to remember Jimmy Carter when we were, when we were staring at, at uh, 15 16 18% interest rates on home mortgages. Um, yeah. 
Nobody wanted and, to lend uh, money. Nobody would lend money because nobody no. would pay it back. Absolutely. And we were, I can remember doing wraparounds and things like that to try to avoid having to go get new mortgages and um, all the all the maneuvering that took place. Just a, an interesting fact here. Um, the Federation of Exchange Accommodators uh, did some numbers. Of the latest available that I have here in front of me is, is the uh, 2016. Uh, the Tax Foundation, which is a pretty middle-of-the-road um, organizations, and they're the ones that we've used for our numbers, estimate that uh, the elimination of 1031 will um, constrict the uh, the economy by 18 billion dollars. Now, remember those those figures are, are almost four years old. I have seen figures subsequent to that that say 15 billion. Um, you know, when you're in that ballpark, plus a billion or two. Um, but it's obvious that there's going to be a major modification of that. Now, one other thing. In that, that was contained in that study that I think it's important for people to understand is that 88% of those uh, ultimate purchases are ultimately taxed. So this isn't something that completely removes dollars from, from, uh, you know, from the government's reach. 88% of the transactions um, are ultimately taxed. And so you know, the government's getting it. It's just being delayed, and the delay is benefiting the citizenry. Well, that's why, Dan, I think this is so, um, what's the word for it? It's sinister. It's sinister because if it were just the fact that they were going to make you get taxed at 25 or 28 percent, then okay. And they want to move 25 up to 28 and 28 up to 33, okay. But that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is he's going to turn all of this into ordinary income. And people mm-hmm. don't understand that ordinary income gets taxed, not only at a higher tax rate, but you also have to pay Social Security and Medicare on that stuff. And it's and just, it's going to devastate the country. Right. And he's raising, the, he's raising the amount that's subject to Social Security. Uh, there's been a, I, don't quote me on this, but I think it's about $137,000 max, and he's now raising that to over 400000 So are you? I didn't even hear that one. I didn't even yeah. hear that one. Holy yeah. smokes, 400,000. So, so essentially, all of your, um, all of your adjusted gross is going to be exposed to, to that increase in tax. Now, you know, I, there, there's no argument that the government is going to have to make some modifications. Uh, simply the coronavirus, we, we all will understand, has, has cost a lot of money. Um, I think my, my favorite description from a friend of mine is they're, they're spending like drunken sailors. Um, but at some point in time, uh, and, and of course they're blaming every tax increase on the, on the coronavirus, we have to have some modification potentially of the tax plan, but I think it has to be a well-thought-out, well-planned modification, not a simple, um, I think the expression is we're using a sledgehammer to kill a fly. And... Uh, uh, we need to look at how we can make the modifications that are minimally impactful and yet allow um, address of the, of the debt that's so rapidly growing. The, that's the other thing that, that's, that's a little scary is the Congressional Budget Office says that um, the, uh, we're currently down revenues 1% and spending is up 46%. Well, we don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. And they project that the debt will exceed 100% of the 
annual GDP by next year, and that's the first time that's happened since World War II. So we've got some we've got some serious issues that need to be addressed. Nobody's arguing that. It's that we're addressing them in a wholesale manner that is exceedingly detrimental long term to the American taxpayers. Well, you know, Dan, there's there's an old saying: you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. And here, here. if they wipe out the income-producing part of the real estate world, and it, it is one of the largest producers of GDP, right? It, it's Correct. some massive percentage of GDP. And if you wipe it out, destroy the base value of all those assets, destroy the base value of all the retirement assets tied up in real estate, all the businesses' assets tied up in real estate, you know, you you couldn't take the country down faster than to take down real estate, as noted in 2008. Remember that? Yes. When real estate goes yes. down, the whole country goes down, goes down with it. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back to finish up with Dan McCade and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Dan McCabe, who is with Exchange Resources Group out of Colorado. This is a 1031 exchange company. Uh, it helps people transfer the equity in one property forward when they sell that property into the next property so as you don't have to pay taxes in between. So, Dan, we've got one segment left. Do you have any more you want to get out about this bill, or do you want to just walk somebody through the 1031 exchange process and then give them your information how to get there? Sure. I'd like to do both real quickly, but the first thing I'd like to do, Dale, is, is thank you and your organization. If your listeners uh, would go on your website, they will see a slide presentation that we presented to several hundred of your members uh, a week ago. We're getting ready to do it again. Um, and it it shows the numbers. It shows the tax ramifications. It walks them through um, a typical uh, transaction, um, which is a little difficult to paint over the radio, obviously. Um, yeah. 
and in addition to that, it, it gives them uh, some action points that they can take, uh, contacts they can make, uh, letters, uh, a form they can use to propose to put together a letter on their own. It shows them what the benefits are of using a 1031 over the period of, of an investing uh, career and what it will do under the current plan, um, the amount of taxes you will pay, and what it will do under the, under the Biden plan. Um, the amount of taxes uh, you will pay. And it, it's shocking, uh, quite frankly. Um, I think when they are able to see that, it will really bring it home that this is going to have a, uh, you know, potentially terminal effect on a number of real estate brokers and in their uh, real, estate bro- real estate investors, excuse me, um, and their plans for the future. So something they ought to, ought to go on your website Take a look at, and um, and I thank you for for getting this information out to folks because it's it's not something that's being covered in the mainstream media. This is not a, uh, for lack of a better word, this is not a sexy news topic. It's a it's just a good old um, pain in the right hip pocket news uh, situation. Well, you know, Dan, I've been teaching for 30 years, and every time I get to the segment on taxes and I talk about depreciation, how you can eliminate your current income taxes on that, using that process, and then the 1031 and then the stepped-up basis, uh, it's amazing. I would suggest to you that maybe 90% of the people have never heard of any of those things. The 10% that has heard them didn't understand how powerful they were um, and how really common they are to be used. So it really is something that when you listen on the news, and I've had this happen, you listen on CNN, they go, do you know that a real estate investor can earn income and not pay taxes? This is what Trump has done. He's changed the world. And I go, you stupid idiot. It's no. been that way for for 60, 70, 80, 90, you say 90 years. There's always been depreciation. There's always been this. There's always been that, right? And But they act like it just was invented by Donald Trump because they're just idiots. And what I'm afraid of is that people out there don't realize they're going to lose a benefit they didn't even know they had. Well, and, and the, the, the funny part of that is that the people, the people broadcasting that are probably broadcasting from a building where the investor is using that benefit to acquire that building in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's just, it is really a bedrock um, investment strategy, as you and I have been teaching people for a long, long time. It is a bedrock investment strategy. It is a way that most people can, quote, unquote, get ahead uh, in life uh, if they if they work at it and if they if they wish to, and that's about to get turned upside down on its head. Um, it just, it's just very, very concerning to me that um, we are making decisions not on good, solid facts, but on hype we receive from the little square box in front of our eyes every day. Yeah. Just, it's, to, uh... just to give you some, some startling numbers. Again, this is from the uh, the Tax Foundation. They're estimating that if this Biden proposal passes between 21 and 30, nine years, they, they trade the effect out for a period of time, it will reduce domestic gross product by 1.51%. Stop and think about that. That's a that's a 1.5% reduction in GDP. 
they estimate that capital stock, that's capital stock not just in the stock market, but capital stock in all assets, will be reduced by 3.23%. That's a three and a quarter percent reduction of the value of asset sell. The wage rate will, re- will decrease by 0.98%, or approximately a 1% reduction in wages, and the full-time equivalent job loss will be approximately 585,000 jobs lost because of um, the passage of these tax uh, bills. So those are real things that people can look at. We're, you know, you're talking about, you're not just talking about people in the real estate industry. I'm sure that a good section of those job losses are going to come from people in the construction industry, people in the finance industry. It's, it's spread throughout the economic fiber of America but it's not well recognized by those in governmental positions because they rely on the government for their uh, income. They rely on the government for their retirement. And unlike you and I, who have had to go out and do it on our own, or who want to go out and do it on our own. Yeah. I'll tell you, but I'm going to end this thing with just a, a factoid that I've been waiting now for six, eight months for the COVID to finally take and bite into people's belief of value of assets. And um, I'm in an offer on an apartment complex the other day that they wanted, um, so I'm not going to give the number out. Somebody might figure out which one I'm talking about. But I'll tell you this. I offered three and a half or four million dollars below what the seller wanted. Now, a year ago, if you offered what the seller wanted, somebody would outbid you. They would bid you uh-huh. up. And I offered you know, three and a half, four million below. And I told the broker, I said, I know you think this is probably ridiculous. And he said, no, please just send it over. So if it's already that bad with COVID, wait till they hit us with this type of a change. Real estate will lose all its value instantly. So you not need to get out there and vote. Hey, thanks for coming on, Dan. Appreciate you trying to You're more than clarify the I message. people to your website. All right, great. Everybody heard it. Go to our website. Look for Dan's uh, PowerPoint. The rest of you remember this. We don't do this for a little money. We do this for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.